This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Anne Nicholson-Weber, and my guests are the four members of the cast of Cock, which is playing at Profiles Theater. Um, Cock is a play by the British playwright Mike Barrett, and the cast members are Christopher Sheard, Jake Sapaniak, Eleni Papageorge, and Tori Hansen. Tori has recently replaced Larry Newman uh, in the role of the father of the dad. So this is, a, I think, a fascinating um, play, very interesting combination of realism and stylization. Um, and maybe the place to start in terms of that stylized aspect of it is the, the conceit, I don't know if it's in the script, but it's certainly suggested by the title, that the whole thing is a series of cockfights between two and three and four birds going at each other. Um, so the set just to give uh, a little bit of, of context for people who haven't seen the show, is is a cockpit. And the actors begin, I think every scene, you can tell me if that's not right, but kind of setting up like in a posture of a bird facing it off with another yeah. bird, um, yeah. and then they go at it. So, um, uh, Jake, you had mentioned that the script is written in an interesting way, and just can you describe something about the text itself? Oh, um, absolutely. Um, so, Mike Bartlett, he has done this very fascinating thing that you don't see very often in the script where um, he's very specific about uh, how it is written. For example, in most of my longer speeches, um, I have zero punctuation. Um, also, there is no stage directions whatsoever in the script. Mm -hmm. If there is a pause, normally when you read a play, you know, there's parentheses, italicized pause or long pause. And instead, in this script, he will skip a number of spaces on the page. Mm -hmm. There is one pause in the play that I believe is a full blank page. So what, you, what do you make of that? What do you think he's trying to communicate by laying it out that way? Um, there are some pauses or blank spaces that are preceded by a character. So we're WMF, and John is the only one with the name. But mm -hmm. so Which is woman, man, father, I believe. Yes, <laughs> I'm guessing. That's what I was thinking. So yeah, so, so there are uh, blank spaces that are preceded by the character, and so those are intentional. He said in the beginning of the script that that's an intentional silence. An active silence. An active choosing silence, not choosing not to speak. Mm -hmm. So there are those that are any given amount of space. Interesting. Um, and then there are some that don't have a character. So that is just whoever. Yeah, and sometimes... <laughs> that, that sometimes just filled tension yeah. in the room or whatever. It, honestly, it's kind of given us the liberty to do what we want with it. Yeah. So did you come Free. up with a convention of how you understood those shared pauses? In other words, is it like mm -hmm. almost like a freeze frame where nobody's oh. doing anything oh, or is good. it... Um, it sounds like you're saying no. It's definitely active. Yeah. yeah. It's uh -huh. definitely very active and there's sometimes that it would be like John has a line and then it says W blank M blank John blank W comes back in with a line. And so clearly that is an active relay of some sort of signals. Uh -huh. And I think uh, Daryl Cox, the director, he he certainly pick, picked up the idea that maybe those are physical movements or some kind of mm -hmm. communication, a physical communication we've done a few times. Okay. So why isn't it um, less information to have no punctuation? Oh, oh uh, go ahead. Well, um... I know for 
for me, it was I, I didn't have as much pressure. Like I had to be somewhere that the playwright wanted me to be at emotionally. Uh-huh. Um, like sometimes you'll read plays and you'll go, and sadly, he says, or, you know, in tears. or I mean, that's not here. Right. So it kind of, which is kind of scary to get as an actor for it's me. It's also kind of been a gift, I think. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. To have this as a gift, it is, yeah. it's like, it, it's it's freeing. It's, it can be whatever. whatever wherever you end up is where you end up. And wherever we are up. each mm-hmm. night. And this is something we say, you know, I mean, as artists, we all believe that, you know, a show is different every night. But I can actually say that the show is different. Every single every night, you yeah. Last night, and you're going to see it tonight, and it's 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 vastly different. And what's going on between all of us on stage? I think alive. the punctuation too also gives a hint at pace. That yeah. when I have a speech, um, my character is not uh, taking his time in discovering and pondering and <laughs> really taking it in it really is he is he is discovering he it is a like a virginia kind of manic, wolf novel uh-huh. it's just like it's pure extreme consciousness yeah right so yeah, right. I, I think that reads to either like a panic or the stakes in the room um yeah because there's many times that i have a sentence and halfway through it's a new sentence because I had a new thought in the middle of my right, other thought. Right, right, right. Yeah, like not even a comma. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. So I just think there's a sign to be like, don't take it, don't make it too precious. So we kind of dived in and I never, other than explaining uh, kind of the stylistic context, I never really explained anything at all about what this play is. Oh, yeah. So Chris, why don't you just, oh, if you would, no, yes. no, like in two, two sentences, just two sentences. It is a play about a young man who is in a relationship with a guy who meets a woman, sleeps with this woman for the first time in his life, sleeping with the opposite sex, falls in love, and has to make a decision. So to me, the one of the striking things, well, actually, I want to go back to something you said, Jake, which is that it's different every night, even more than, I mean, every playing, as you said, is different every mm-hmm. night, unless it's Phantom of the Opera, yeah. which might as well be a film. But what? why is this particular text or this production of this text, why does it vary so much more than typical? Well, I mean, if I were to say there's really, quite literally, nothing to hide behind. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you got to enter our literal arena with how you're feeling and an actor really can't lie. You got to use how you're feeling and still try to find the truth of the character and blend that. Um, meanwhile, you've got a scene partner that's coming on into the, the arena with all their events of the day. That is true of really any play. Oh, absolutely. So th- I'm just trying to understand if there's something specific about the style of how this is written. You know, or- I think that's a good question. I think sometimes it's a comedy. Sometimes it's a drama. Go ahead, Tori. Well, I'm so new to the process that I, I, I can't say with the authority that these guys have, but just from my three weeks of working on it up to now. Um, and you just start, when did you come into the role? My first performance was last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Well, actually, that's a fantastic perspective then. Yeah. 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 No, it is. It's like stepping onto a moving train. Right. And uh, well, I think that would even be easier. <laughs> it really came home to me when I stepped on the stage last night, how much energy was generated by performance, almost surreal experience because I was just uh, really just paying attention with every erg of energy I possessed. Mm-hmm. But as far as the script is concerned, I think it's really uh, 
It's a thing that where one thing unfolds and leads to the next and without any break. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, my challenge was continuing to think as I say my little stuff in my sort of couple of moments on uh, in the very last part of the play where I have some stuff to say, uh, just letting it unfold and unfold and unfold and unfold. And then there's the challenge of just interacting with these guys in a way that keeps up with the energy that they have, which is considerable. When I first saw the play, I was like, this is insane. This is insanely energetic. Daryl definitely was on us about from the very beginning about never giving ourselves time to think, just mm-hmm. the pace up, the energy up. But I think that's going back to your question about why is this different? Mm-hmm. That I feel like a lot of other plays I've been involved in have been a lot more heady and there's, and this just doesn't allow, really allow yeah. that. Right. It's very right. visceral. Right. And the fact that the scene changes, the scenes jump from location to location. It's, it's very, it's very quick. Yeah, there's yeah. little time to think. There's, there's really, there's a, a bell. The convention that we have in this production is there is. Is it? Uh, where is it? Right there. Do you, you want to bring the booth? Yeah. Do you want to bring the bell? Yeah. So it's every every scene begins with that round one. Yeah. Round two, right? <laughs> that does set up a certain quality. It's not it, again. It certainly goes against the realism. We're now looking yeah. at mm-hmm. this in a very particular way. We're being told this is a combat, no matter what you guys say mm-hmm. or do, right? But I interrupted you because I wanted to hear the bell. <laughs> oh, no, that's, I was the just energy. trying to answer yeah. the question about yeah. what yeah. makes this play different in terms of being different every night. Right. And it's just you don't really have time to think or get to like where you think you might meet yeah. where you're supposed to be. It's just it's like not you're time. there and you do right. it and you react and you're with your scene partners and you're <laughs> So that I, I was wondering if itself. the playing area too, because you're in, you're you're um, hemmed in by this mm-hmm. pit yeah. basically, and it's pretty small. So there's no place for the energy to go except at each other, at each other. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny how the energy of the audience will change it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it, sometimes people laugh at the tragedy of it. Sometimes they empathize with it. Mm-hmm. So that changes things too. And a lot of them are even in the light, like they are. Oh God, yeah. Right. <laughs> stage with you essentially so right. they really are a part of the play mm-hmm. that's an interesting question style. How, what do you so. do about that do you consciously not look at anybody oh, absolutely so you just look over your shoulders and you catch eyes every now and then and go oh uh-huh. gosh because it pulls you out oh my god my very best friend sat in the front row and i had to talk to um chris who's playing john uh-huh. and um she was sitting right behind him for my big moment to talk to him, and I just changed the blocking and looked away from him the whole time because <laughs> and I he wondered what the hell is he going was like, on? Uh, oh, this is a different tactic. Okay. <laughs> but um, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna look the other way and say these lines mm-hmm. like I'm really angry at you because it just it makes you self conscious. Yeah, I mean, seeing. she's my best friend for years, so I mean, it's the same as anyone right. when you know someone's in the audience. Yeah. And oh yeah, when. We had another friend who was wearing like a bright fuchsia shirt right. in the front row. I was like, what? Okay. So that's a tip for best friends is come in black. Right? Come in black and sit up high. <laughs> I also do think it's a good, it's a better perspective of a little higher. It's beautiful. The whole, you're looking mm-hmm. down on the action and you get the whole. It's kind of choreography. Yeah. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any cockfighting? We didn't. No. <laughs> we didn't, no. The, um, I didn't. Tori did. No, Tori's a pro now. He bets on cockfighting. Daryl and the design team definitely uh-huh. did not know I'm talking about that. And the assistant director, Scott Wolf, came, and he came with some really, he, I think, 
planted the seed for the starting poses. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Daryl came up with that together, and they really started looking at photos then. And are cool. those actually um, real bird poses, so to yeah, speak? Yeah, well, they're terrifying. The birds, they stretch out their necks, yeah. uh-huh. um, which is what we're trying flat, to do. Super, like, flat. Super flat. Uh-huh. Super flat. Um, yeah, I mean, and their necks are so extended. It's yeah. So we're trying to do that. Poor Lenny's in a skirt, so pencil skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have a new one, it's a little more stretchy. So. Life's good. So it. Do, I think in a play named Cock, we can't ignore the fact that this. It's a lot of sex. Um, mm-hmm. It's about sexual attraction, mm-hmm. very importantly. And there is um, there are a couple of pretty, not, I, I wouldn't say explicit sex scenes. The sex is actually happening, but you don't actually do, do it. it. You yeah. suggest it. Right. Um, and I think, I, I've always wondered, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of actors, and there's a funny line between every other kind of behavior that you all enact and sexual behavior hmm. in the audience's mind, but I don't know if there is in yours. Um, I, I, I that's beautiful. Different. Yeah, everyone's yeah. personally different, but I think I think yeah, you're right. Everyone's different. Yeah. I feel the same way what you just felt. I'm mm-hmm. sort of impressed. That's yeah. I, I mean, it's like we're called upon to grieve. We're called upon to lust after each other. It's the whole range of human emotions. Whatever you're into in your own life doesn't really cross your mind i guess i mean it's just imagining yourself in this situation and of course you're with someone for seven years you will act this way and of course you've never been with this other thing so okay of of course it's going to be different of course and i believe those scenes those sexually charged scenes are also very emotionally charged in this Uh play so there's it's nice to do these scenes when you feel that there's just so much more going on Two. Uh-huh. There's and like a. Then just I mean, the writing. Yeah. Then just I don't know. Attraction. lens and right. Yeah. <laughs> pretty bodies. Well, right. I guess I, I I was speculating. I was talking to my husband after we saw this about why is that? Why does it seem like sexual behavior is somehow in its own category and compared to all the other behaviors you guys do? And hmm. I wondered if it's because we don't have the same norms about it. You know, every other behavior you can see it on television a thousand yeah. different variations and you are on the bus and you're watching people interact in different ways, but actually you don't see that many different people having sex in whatever ways that they have sex. Yeah. So there's, I'm, I'm just wondering if you have less to draw upon when you're trying to have sex in character, so to speak, mm. or suggest sexual behavior um, from someone who isn't you. Is, is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that makes sense to me in the, we are a very puritanical culture and, in America as opposed to other places around the world. Some places are more puritanical than we are, for sure. But I think that even just the title cock was not as big of a deal in England as it is here. Right. Mm -hmm. And people don't even want to put that in the title of their article that they write about the play. It's the title of the play, and they have a hard time writing cock in the title of their article. The cock fight. The cock fight player. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that we, as Americans, are uncomfortable, because it it is kind of this forbidden thing still that we're not allowed to see on TV or in movies, or if they are, they're R-rated or whatever. And, And it's, yeah, it's... People are uncomfortable. It's very intimate. It's intimate and it's personal. And so... Well, and it's one thing in a film, I would think. I mean, obviously yeah, the actors live. are... Right. But when 
but when the, we all know we're in this room together, yeah, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a different. I don't know. It, dynamic. It's a, it, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. I, I I think sex on the stage is very very hard to do. I think this play by not not uh, enacting it, but only it's almost like you're getting the subjective, the inside, mm. the thoughts, what's inside your head, mm-hmm. yeah. not what's what your bodies are doing. That's yeah. what we're seeing or what mm-hmm. we're experiencing. Yeah, um, I think that's very. Um, What's the word I want? Not clever, because that sounds too cerebral, but it's a really good solution for the problem of sex on stage. Mm. Yeah, Daryl had talked about the, the staging of specifically the sex scene between John and W, having the separation of space between the two bodies and, right. and but undressing and just seeing a human being in their most vulnerable state, going back to this, why is sex this different thing? It's this very vulnerable... Right stripped away thing and there's a beauty in that and he wanted to we all we all wanted to really show yeah that that vulnerability that goes along with being intimate with somebody yeah and it's one thing i mean this is something i was thinking of it's like actors are, are kind of weird about this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. they're, cause they're open about it it's seemingly at least and but I, I don't know. I think that's sort of like a front. I think it's a front that a lot of actors put on. So like, yeah, I'm comfortable with nudity, nudity, and having sex on stage. Yeah, of course, of course, I am to get a job or because that's what they just keep telling themselves: say yes, say yes. But really, I think what Daryl did that helps me a lot is, you know, no matter what, every night when we get to these scenes with these two people mm-hmm. um, where sex is implicated, I. I'm like, oh, okay. If I'm not, if I'm in my head or I'm out of it, I'm like, oh, well, no, my, my dear friend, Eleni is standing there and well, <laughs> I got a screen and I'm here now. And uh-huh. my dear friend, Jake is taking his, okay. Yes. I'm, I'm here. I better so show up. Right? I better show up. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it makes you sort of tap into, um, what you're vulnerable, vulnerable about. Right. You know? um, and I think you even said something during rehearsals, maybe I might be misquoting you, but we're, um, <laughs> Probably not, but um, the undress. Now I just forgot what I was gonna say. But the undressing—it's nice because it really gets the actor in a vulnerable state. Yeah. To undress, and I will say I feel so wonderful coming on for my next scene after that because my character is uh, aggressive and has a lot of defenses up, and that when I take off my clothes for a moment or when I start to un unclothe, um. There's really nothing left but tied behind the actor, Jake, and my character. Mm-hmm. And then coming back on in a different costume, I just feel like my walls are back up, but you all know there's something behind it. Uh-huh. And um, I just feel like uh, I'm, the audience is on my team or I've, like I'm on my own team, too. Hmm. That I think it's beautifully written that way in the script. Mm-hmm. So you know, Seeing it play three times... And I was fascinated to watch how audiences react in these scenes. And there really is, uh, I think, more of a, more issues to deal with on part of the audience and in audience members than there is for the actors. Because I think you guys are probably accustomed to, yeah. okay, I'm, you know, here's, here I am, here it is. This yeah, is it. right, the end. And the audience is not accustomed to that. And I think you can see them, you know, kind of like, okay, my behavior is being observed by other audience members. And you can see oh, around this mm-hmm. you know, very clearly. 
So you can watch audience members become conscious of how they're moving and where their eyes are and what are they, you know, purportedly interested in and not to be interested in. Uh-huh. It's, it's, Which is the play. Which is the play. In, in the house. Right. You know, and, and that's, I'm sure you guys are just doing your thing. Yeah, I haven't looked up. Just watching people go, when it's deadly quiet. Oh, God, it's deadly quiet. Even though it's oh, funny. Because nobody's like, nobody wants to make be the one to okay. go, I'm not, I'm not saying a thing. Right. My stomach's not growling. And it, it's really quite fascinating to watch uh-huh. just as an observer right. and seeing how audiences uh, behave. Well, I mean, you're hmm. vulnerable and you've got less between you and your real self, so to speak. I mean, you've yes. got, you know, a costume helps, right? Oh, God, Accent yeah. helps. Uh, <laughs> your hair helps. No. Jake has the most fantastic uh, <laughs> coxcomb. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, but as you strip that away, I, I would think it's harder to feel like you're now... W instead of Eleni, or that you're, you know, John instead of Chris. I don't know. Is that true? But it, yes, and I think that's incredibly helpful. That's the gift. I mean, that's Uh the gift. That's that's what it's about. It's about bringing those sort of deep, dark secrets that you have, those um, things that you protect about yourself, and then sharing it. Um, And that's something Daryl talks about a lot. It's like, well, yes, this play is for the audience to see and to see this story and. but really, it's about, I mean, it's about us going through this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and using all of ourselves to advocate for these characters yeah. and this story. Because we're all we got. Yeah, we're all we got. And so yeah. that's like, yeah, when you dress like that, it's, yeah. That's really interesting. I'm not sure I completely got it. Yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. say it one more time. Oh, sure. Um, someone else, maybe. No, you, no, you got it. Figure it out. Um, so the baggage <laughs> that. Like I have, right? For instance, and you know, I, I think everyone I has. I probably it. have it too. Yeah, we all have <laughs> right. this baggage. Well, whatever it is, whether right. it's you know, inside in the bedroom, not in the bedroom, in everyday life, um, it's our job, I think, to bring that baggage, the stuff that you protect, out in the open and into your character, because these people are going through tumultuous times, and and. Um, I don't know. And we're all clear. and we're all capable of that. Yeah, we're all capable. If we were in these situations, what Daryl did ask a lot of us, to, well, all of us, to bring a lot of ourselves to these characters. Mm-hmm. If you like, think about if you were in this situation, what would you do? Like, how would you yeah. respond? These are the words you need to say, but emotionally, yeah. and 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 also. I mean, we have to give these characters. We have to give these characters a human soul. Yeah. And you got to start with what you have. And I, so when mm-hmm. the line between my character and I starts to fade, then I'm using more of myself to advocate for my character's story mm-hmm. so that my character doesn't come off as a angry boyfriend, mm-hmm. because then we're not telling the true whole story mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. both these people are people with histories and, and baggage yes. and lots of love and lots of joy. And those, when you're in, uh, some of these heated moments that happen in the play, it's not not just one of those like not one not just one of those histories show up. A whole person's history shows up. So, well, I guess what what I'm struggling with is in my probably naive idea of acting. No, that's okay. Um, Sorry, it has to be an imagined. I mean, of course, you use what you know because that's all you've got. Mm-hmm. But yes. it's still it's not you. It's John's history. It's right. John's baggage. It's right. not Chris's history and right. Chris's baggage. Right. So I guess I'm just trying to understand. Does that matter? 
Or maybe not. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the director casts actors and just says, I picked you because there's something in you that is the character already, and you can mm-hmm. just be that. I know. There's Sometimes, also, yeah, like... I think so. Uh, yeah. But I don't think that has also, to be. Uh, there's, no. like... The given circumstances of these characters and their their backgrounds and their stories and their baggage that the character written has, mm. but as an actor, I feel that I need to find like a little kernel of me that I can relate to in right, that right. circumstance. You do have so, to find it in yourself. So yes, I right. maybe I would never do these things that I'm doing on stage as Mia Lenny, but what would a Lenny need emotionally or mentally or intellectually to do these things what would make it click to make sense right and absolutely that we are certainly imagining the character's baggage Mm -hmm. but i think you have to start with yourself Mm -hmm. so that's so it's nice when the line disappears you're really in touch with the foundation Mm -hmm. of what you need to create that the imagined baggage Mm -hmm. so you're like feet is very on the ground well, and, and obviously, when the emotion is real, we don't know what's in your head. We just know we felt the emotion. We saw the That's emotion. Cool. Exactly. So, yeah. so whatever That's works, everybody's different. Goal. Whatever works. So, Tori, I w- I'm interested in talking about your character. I think it's a wonderful mm. character. And I mm. think partly he's a wonderful character because we've seen these three young people who are pretty... You guys may all object to this, but I'm going to say it. Not very good at loving. Oh, yeah. That's fair. And along comes this father who is loving. truly loving. Oh, God, yeah. He's a fascinating... He kind of a... He, he goes completely against stereotype. The, the, the conceit... Is, well, I don't know. Maybe this is something we shouldn't share. No. Things oh, are right? I think it's a, I think it's one of the, the champions of the script. I right. share it. It's beautiful. So, so this dad turns up who obviously had had some trouble adjusting to the notion that his son was gay and then mm. has completely embraced it, embraced his lover of seven years, is rooting for the relationship, and is pretty much, you know, whatever you need from me. I, I don't want to put words into your mouth, Tori, because you're living in this guy's skin. But um, So is there, I don't know, do you see the character that way? I sure do. He is very, very uh, well-meaning and very, very loving. Mm-hmm. And he's grieving himself, having recently lost his uh, love of his life. Uh-huh. One can assume they were they had a good relationship. I do. Whatever might have happened in his dalliances on the side, notwithstanding. Um, and that's just in my own brain. It's a possibility of a married life. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> but he is very, very well-meaning and... He does bring a very sincere desire to have his son be happy, right. number one priority. Right. What he can't grasp is that there is yet another thing to accommodate, another paradigm shift right. that he has to adapt to, right. and that is the labeling that is being resisted by the character John. The play is really, in many ways, about how labels tend to solidify no matter what kind of liberation you acquire by getting yet another label there is still Mm -hmm. some distance to go to become just an honest unlabeled human being Mm -hmm. and so the father isn't able to adjust to that and that's his sort of his flaw is that he isn't up to speed on really getting uh, the people around him he just wants to things to fit back into the paradigm that (coughs) you know uh, gay, straight, uh, bisexual, he's even willing to accommodate as a mm. word. Mm. Just got, got to know where I am. Anything that doesn't right. fit right. into those categories, he is uh, he's sort of out to sea. Mm-hmm. And that is mm-hmm. like a lot of us, but uh, he is a little bit more 
mystified than I think uh, the audience members might be. I think they can see someone trying to understand but not getting what mm-hmm. needs to be understood. Mm-hmm. So he's a very sympathetic guy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and it's a wonderful addition to the energy of the play after mm-hmm. we've had yeah. these duel after duel after duel after mm-hmm. duel. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, is there anything else that, you know, when you went home after rehearsal three weeks in and you said to whoever's at home, Oh my God, that is so hard. Or I don't know how I'm going to do that. Or that was so cool today. Blah, blah, blah. You know, what are some of the like the just the play that... in general? Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> I I am I will say I, it's exciting to do the show every night. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 there's no net. There is no right. safety. Yeah, show. some shows yeah. sort of you can you can figure a way out. There's just no going back. There's no once the ding happens. This show is off and running. And yeah. yeah. It's particularly anxiety-inducing being where I'm coming in the middle oh, of gosh. sitting oh, God. 45 minutes, 55 minutes waiting. Okay, okay, my turn. <laughs> right. Yeah, my, yeah. Got a lot uh, of but time. But really starting to, now after I've sort of done it once, I'm really starting to getting eager to, to get into it on that level. Yeah. There's, no, there's no safety net. Yeah. You see that when you watch it and when you're in it, you can realize there's just no safety net. Mm-hmm. And I do. I will say I think it's thrilling how specific the writing is. Just like it's really of, of the relationships, little things. Uh, you know, There's these characters have history. It's yeah. it's. I mean, it's beautifully. Fa- I do. I went home every day and was like, I mean, we've been doing this show for a while now, and it is still new stuff to find. Um, it is endlessly specific. I think also um, besides the psychological um, insights of it, there is a. Uh, there's a poetic rhythm to it that mm-hmm. works. I mean, and you guys, I don't know how conscious you necessarily are because you have to be feeling and thinking as human beings, but there's also just the way the words land on the audience as sounds and mm-hmm. as in a rhythm and the rhythm of the scenes, um, which I always think is a huge part of really good playwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it may not be what directors and actors spend a lot of time consciously working on it just right. maybe yeah. happens but the script drives it anyway i think it's um a yeah. really worthwhile uh, script and you guys are doing the hell out of it <laughs> well um you actually have a show so i will let you go and thank you very much for joining me to talk about it thank you thank you